Welcome, welcome, welcome to the John of All Trades Podcast, episode 115. I'm your host, John X. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have you back once again. And this week, it is the second of two. We did two documentaries this week from the Denver Film Festival, DFF 39. We had Growing Up Koi on Tuesday. It is now Thursday. You're listening to this God knows when, but this is when it goes live. I'm talking about the actors of sound. Now, The Actors of Sound is a fantastic documentary that gives you a very, very unique look inside the movie-making world. And it's an art that you probably have underappreciated in your life. What am I talking about? It's the art of Foley. Now, Foley is the practice of making sound effects sync up with video. And these are non-dialogue-related things. So we're talking about footsteps. We're talking about props. Perhaps a character picks up a bottle and puts it down and you hear it land on the table. Maybe on The Walking Dead, Negan hits someone in the head with a baseball bat. Now, you're obviously not going to do that in real life. So you need someone to recreate that sound in the studio. There are a number of ways to show that on camera. But obviously, you're not going to literally hit someone in the head with a baseball bat. That's where Foley comes in. And that's why this documentary was so fascinating. It's an inside look at a little understood section of the movie business. I mean, we all watch movies. We all watch TV. We all play video games. I mean, to whatever extent or another, you do those activities. But we all have some experience with that. And part of losing yourself in those worlds has to do with immersing yourself in the sounds and the feel of it. And that's where Foley comes in again. So on this week's show, I talked to the director of the Actors of Sound, Lalo Molina, and one of the subjects... Greg Barbanel. Now, Greg is a Foley artist of like 35 years. He's been doing this forever. If you go on his IMDb page, he's got more than like 500 credits. It's crazy. And stuff that you've seen. In this week's show, he tells just an awesome, hilarious, interesting story about Little Miss Sunshine, which is a movie I adore. I mean, I remember I saw that movie for the first time, not expecting much. I'm like, okay, what is this weird little indie comedy? And God, it's so funny he actually contributed a joke to it which is a sort of a rare thing for a foley artist to do he tells the story in this episode i'm not going to step on it because it's really really good so let's talk about what this episode means in terms of john of all trades because to me this is the type of episode that i live for this is something that takes a universe an experience a job we all know about making a movie making a tv show and find some unique underexplored slice of it that we can then talk about and geek out over. And I'll tell you what, talking to Lalo and talking to Greg, man, that scratched an itch that I've had since I started this podcast, and I just adore this episode so much. This episode was brought to me by Neil Trulio, who, again, I just have to sing the praises of. He does amazing work as the press contact for Denver Film Festival, and this was the first episode that he pitched me. He goes, how about this one? And he sent me a description of the movie, and I go, oh, my God. Like, he understands this show at at least as well as I understand it myself. So, 
just a pleasure to work with him and an absolute delight and a treat to get to talk to Lalo and talk to Greg about this crazy world of Foley. And Greg is enormously entertaining in talking about what he does. One of the other things that's very striking here is the toll that Foley takes on your body. I mean, he talks about the problems he's had in his knees and his ankles and how his body will hurt and how he's mentally exhausted after syncing up the video he sees on the screen with the sound effects he has to make with his feet. And it's just amazing to me. So a lot going on on this episode. I think you're really going to dig it. I dug the hell out of it and I'm tickled to bring it to you. So first, a little bit of business. Let's uh, pay some love to our sponsor, Four Degrees, the number four, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. These guys are exceptional at bringing you campaigns. They will build you a website. They will put together a strategy for you to get involved on social media. They will make ad buys on your behalf. And they will get your message in front of the people who need to see it most. Where is it going to have the most impact? How should we be engaging in public? And particularly in the social media space. That's where 4 Degrees does its best work. They've been with me now through all 118 episodes that I've done. And I'm happy to pimp their product every single show. Just a great group of folks over there. Hit them up if you are doing any kind of online media campaign. The number four, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Check out John of All Trades on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search John of All Trades, J-O-N of All Trades. You can find our episodes. The most recent hundred are on iTunes. The most recent five, ten, there's not that many, are on Stitcher. But Stitcher is more like online radio. And if you want all the episodes, go to johnofalltrades.us, J-O-N-of-all-trades.us. I think that's it. We need to get to this week's episode. It's the third one I've brought you from the Denver Film Festival. We've got one more next week, but let's focus on this one. It's The Actors of Sound, a documentary about the art of Foley as it pertains to movie making, TV shows, and video games with Lalo Molina, the director, and Greg Barbanel. One of the subjects of the Actors of Sound, their episode begins right now. This is uh, our fourth uh, festival. We premiered the film in June in LA Film Festival. And okay. uh, we had a screening in uh, Minneapolis in the Twin Cities yep. Film Festival. And then in the Big Apple Film Festival in New York. And then this is... Or fourth festival member. Do you have Do you have more coming up? We have We have more. We're still waiting for some festivals to get uh, to see if we got in around him. Okay, I got gotcha. you. And Greg, are you doing the festival circuit with Lalo? Or uh, I was at LA, and um, he talked me into coming here. He kind of <laughs> actually. Um, Were you voluntold? Yes. Yeah, no, no, no. He uh, made me an offer that I couldn't refuse, so it was very nice. I got gotcha. you. Okay, well, we're sitting here with uh, Greg Barbanel and Lalo Molina. You are the director, Lalo, and you are one of the subjects Correct. of the Actors of Sound. Now, I'll tell you what. As we approach this festival, I did Denver Film Festival last year, and Neil Trulio, who's the press contact, he said, he, as we started to look at the lineup and he knew what was coming, he said, how about this one? This was the first one he pitched me. And as I looked at what the film was, it's a behind-the-scenes look at the art of Foley, which, you know what? I'm going to punt to you guys. Greg, tell us what Foley is for anyone who may not know. Uh, for someone who doesn't know, Foley is a process of putting sounds to television and movies and uh, video games right. 
that is recording sync to picture as opposed to a sound editor that would take a an sound a pre-recorded sound effect from a library right. and edit it to make it fit right. we custom record uh, perform these sounds as we watch the film go by right so scene by scene so things like footsteps footsteps props right and there's a third category we call a cloth pass okay what <laughs> a cloth pass cloth pass it's the sound of your clothing no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> well, it's too funny because – and the reason I wanted to talk to you guys is my podcast is focused on that which we have experience with but either don't understand or don't recognize. Foley, I think, is one of those arts that is totally underappreciated in terms of the way people consume movies. Is that fair to say? I think it's fair to say. I think when I – earlier in my career – no one, no one had ever had any idea. I tried to explain what I do, and no, no one had ever heard of it. <laughs> Today, it's different. Sure. So there is a, uh, there's more of a, more people that have, know what it is. So I'll say, do you know what Foley is? Yes. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> so, um, but underappreciated, I would say yes. Yeah, I, I, I'd say that's accurate. Lalo, how did you come to get involved in this project and putting this documentary together? You know, uh, Foley, I think, is one of the most fascinating uh, aspects in, in, in motion pictures, you know. And, yeah. and th these guys are unsung heroes, you know. They, uh, they've been kept behind the scenes after so many, many years, you know. And um, I wanted to shine a light and give them the recognition yeah. they, they deserve. And, you know, like they say... From a film, sound is fifty percent. You know, so it's, right. it's, so uh, the process took five years. You know, at the beginning I didn't know how to approach, like how to contact them. You know, so yeah, sure. I, I subscribe I, to INDV Pro, yeah, and with that subscription you can get the contacts of. Oh, really? Off, yeah. You get emails and and phones. <laughs> And the people that are registered. And I contact Marco Costanzo was the first folio artist. Mm -hmm. And then he contact. It's like a, a, a snowball, you know. They they all of them they know each other, you know. And <laughs> right. uh, and I went to LA after like the second year to to shoot the first round of interviews, and that's where when I met Greg. So Greg, is it a fairly tight knit group? Is it is it a small grouping of people who do fully, or is is it a fairly wide swath of people? I would say it's really um, uh, very small. My, my guess is um, there might be 100, 100, 150 people in the United States that can call themselves Foley artists, <laughs> and half of the half of those make a decent living, make a living at it. Really? If that. Wow, that is uh, that is a small group. Are you guys friendly, or is it fairly competitive? Given well. I, or is no, it I both? Would, no, I would say it's competitive. I would say it's friendly. But mostly, foley artists are crazy. <laughs> you guys are not talking? <laughs> There's some crazy people out there. Not me, of course. No, of course not. No. Everyone else. Everyone else. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, we're, we're, it's, you know, I don't know what it is that, that there's something about the people that do what we do, we're, you know, we're, we're slightly off kilter a bit. <laughs> a little bit kooky? A little bit kooky. <laughs> well, what's funny, what's so striking about when you watch the film is, and I know uh, you did a little bit of Kickstarter for this film, yes. right? To, to get funding? Did, for post-production, yeah. And when I looked at it, 
one of the elements when you do Kickstarter, especially for a film, you need to define what the money is going towards mm-hmm. specifically. And one of the noted things was footage of Foley artists actually practicing the art of Foley. And that to me was as as I got ready to watch this movie, that was the most exciting thing to me. I'm like, okay, how are these guys actually doing this? These guys and gals. What's so funny is you guys are on the floor, in the muck, you know, in the dirt, stomping around, waving your arms, and I, I'm going, This looks like this looks like the craziest job I've ever seen. The one of the things that comes across so much is almost the joy of a Foley artist, you know, call it a jouissance, you know, to use a French word. When you watch a Foley artist at work, you're just struck by how much they seem to be enjoying themselves. Is that fair to say? I think it's, I think that's uh, accurate. Um, most of us are very passionate about what we do. Yeah. Um, I know I am. You'd have to be. Well, that and being crazy, but I already <laughs> t- talked about that. Um, but yeah, no, it's, um, uh, you get into it. it the, the job requires, it's not just physical, but the focus, the amount of, you know, for eight yeah. hours, you're, you're zeroed in, right? in, waiting for every muscle to fire. <laughs> um, it, it, it's tremendous. So at the end of a session, yeah. uh, you know, your bones might hurt a little bit and what have you, but your brain is just fr- fried. Yeah, I, and I think you call that out specifically in the film, too. I think I did. About how you're, you're mentally drained at yes, the end of it. it is. And so, Lalo, as you got to know these folks and you got to be in the world of Foley, what was your takeaway from getting to talk to so many folks who practiced this? I, I made great friends, you know, uh, yeah. uh, great friendships, and uh, and it was just fascinating, you know. Um, these guys are so fascinating, you know. They're so passionate. Yeah. I tried a couple of times to walk in heels. I tried to do <laughs> – it's so difficult, so difficult. Really? And, you know, a lot of them what – ab- What about it was so difficult? I'm curious. The sink, you know. Well, oh, the sink, it, yeah. Yeah, a lot of them, they end up being avoiders by accident. You know, they come right. from from backgrounds like – you know, a lot of them musicians, performers, sure. drummers, actors, you know, dancers, magicians like Marco. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's a very, very hand and eye coordination, uh, but it's fascinating. And the, like, like I say, like one contact the other one, and they knew all, all of them, they knew each other. You know, we yeah. went to different countries, uh, we shot stuff in, that in was Ireland, in India, you know, they, and they, all of them. They are fascinating, you know. It's In Germany, they're sitting Germany, down. Yeah, yeah. Which, That's which was, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Can't relate to that, Greg? Mm-mm. No. It's, it's interesting because one of the tricks, one of the tricks that I use, um, if I happen to be working on something by myself, I don't have a partner with me. Yeah. And when it's time to do group, you know, like all the people in the background. <laughs> right. Um, I will sit down, put two different shoes on, yeah. and literally <laughs> just... <laughs> trying to be syncopated yeah. so uh, there's no rhythm. Um, <laughs> and that's the only time I, I do that. But to do – the, the thing that struck me odd about the German method of sitting down was a lot of times you want the weight behind it. Yeah. You want that weight because when you're sitting down – You can't get the force. You like, can't get the force. That's no. interesting. And, and, you know, something I'm, something I'm also struck by – Lalo, you mentioned the how important it is to get the sync right. And obviously, from a precision standpoint, that's got to be very, very challenging. But something that comes up again and again in the film is you can't just have sort of a robotic sync. There needs to be feeling behind it. And it's, 
I think that's why it's called actors of sound, right? Because I mean, it's it's not enough to just step in sync with a person, but that's got to convey something about the story or the character. Well, the um, um, what we do is we we the, the good Foley artists put the emotion of what's going on into it. So you're right. I can just sit there and bang out footsteps, <laughs> right. but. Even the way someone slows down, they walk into a room and they'll slow down and do a certain thing. Or someone's running mm-hmm. very hard and they come to a stop. There's that. You know, these are things you got to learn. And you have to be able to adjust the pressure. So it's not it's. It's not just this way, it's that way and that way. It's all three-dimensional, all the things you need to put into getting the feet right. And the feet is what it's all about. <laughs> props? Props is, you know, for the most part, pretty relatively simple stuff. You know, pick up right. a bottle, set down a bottle. Right. Um, of course, there are far more intricate props, things that are very complicated, and you break them down and you sure. build it up by doing different tracks. Well, but and, and who feet, did, feet is where, and I think I said this in the film, feet yeah. is what separates the men from the boys. <laughs> and and, that, uh, and that's foliars. why, for example, the sound droid didn't work, you know. The oh, com- yeah, the, the George computer, Lucas thing. Yeah, yeah, the computer could re- read the character. You could see that this, this person, 100, 200 pounds, has a, a boot, you know, yeah. walking in pavement in the rain. It could, it could rain everything. Yeah, right. But guess what? That person just won the lottery or just lost his mother, you know. So the yeah. emotion, you couldn't read that. So it didn't work out. Huh. Yeah, that's fascinating. Well, and they don't get the pressure. Yeah. The thing about the droids and, and the digital editing of feet is uh, the dynamic range of heavy to lighter to mm. scuff to twist. Right. Uh, is good luck with that <laughs> doing it digitally. You'll. Yeah, you'll, you'll never do. You'll it. never get it. You, you need you need the human element. That's why I'm optimistic about the future of Foley. Yeah, which is is something I want to come back to in a second, but. To hear you talk about it, do you almost have to be a natural, or is this something that can be taught? No. You're right. I mean, I've had, I've taught classes and had students and had people come over and visitors, and one of the things we like to do is get a pair of shoes on them and have them try it. <laughs> there are, you either have it or you don't. Okay. Because the, the people that are trying it for the first time, they're, you're going, whoa, that's pretty good. Yeah. They're trainable. But there are other ones that okay. are just, you know, stompy and they don't get the heel toe and they don't understand. Huh. It's uh, it, It'll never happen. They're just not in tune with the rhythm not of it. Not in tune with the rhythm of and, huh. uh, and taking it a step further, there are those who can get, and John Rush talks about this in the film, there are those who can uh, take a long time and master the sync part of it, but they're not getting the... But they're not feeling it. They're not feeling it. Wow. That's so interesting. Um, it reminds me of something that Greg Giraldo once said about comedy. There are three T's to comedy. There's talent, tenacity, and timing. And you can teach talent. Like, you can, you can get better at talent. You can write better jokes. You know, you can enhance your talent. You can always be more tenacious. You can always work harder. You can always work for better bookings, meet people, get out there and network. You cannot teach timing. Right? Timing. That's inherent. You, you either have it or you don't. You either have funny timing or you don't. You either have the sensibility to, to be in tune with how a character is walking and why they're walking that way, or you probably don't. That's true. Is that what you're getting at? That's exactly what I'm getting at. It's true. Wow. I mean, it either, it's just one of those weird things. I mean, we're, we weren't trained as cavemen to 
do Foley. That wasn't one of the things <laughs> that, wasn't that is survival. in our DNA. <laughs> so um, it's it's one of those weird. Where is it coming from? I don't know. Yeah, you you never know uh, what talents you're going to be blessed with. Some people can can sync up sound effects with the visual picture. When you, I mean, you spend all day every day. I, I looked at your IMDb page, and you have something like 545 listed credits. Wow, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> when you get done with that, I, I mean, are you still a media consumer? Do you burn out on movies and TV shows, or are you watching them all day where you go, oh, I'm good, I'm going to go read a book or go for a hike or something? Well, I, it's such interesting. We're talking about this in the car over here, but um, I, I, I'll watch movies, uh, um, believe it or not, on TV. I don't go to the theater too much I, because basically I do spend – Every day for the last 37 years or whatever, uh, staring at a screen yeah, and unfortunately watching things over and over and over again <laughs> and taking a 90-minute uh, film and spending three weeks watching it. <laughs> so um, it's uh, – you know, you're right. I like to do other things and I'll get bet. out and – well, I mean, it's for that reason that I don't really listen to podcasts anymore. <laughs> uh, I, I started a podcast because I was a big podcast fan, but now I spend all my time with huge chunks of audio, taking out ums and uhs and clicks and pops, and <laughs> and uh, I, I listen to each episode that I do at least three times, and so by the time we get done with it, like this, what we're doing right now, this, like this part, this is the greatest part. Like, this is my favorite part of what I do. And so... Listening to you say, it's so funny because the art of Foley, the, the idea of getting to work in sound effects and see motion pictures, you know, while, where they're like almost done, right? Because when they come to you, they're almost, they're, they're for the most part, the picture's locked. Right. It's done. <laughs> I, I mean, the idea that you get to see so many of these movies before everyone else, that's got to be very attractive to people. But I mean, a lot of what you do, and, and I liken it to any other job, is ditch digging. Right, I mean that's true. I mean, it's, yeah, it's hard. You're you're it's putting hard. in work. There's 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 um, uh, elements to our job that is um, monotonous, tedious. Uh, Can you give me an example of something that is maybe monotonous or tedious? Well, I'm going to get into an area. I hope no, no, no one <laughs> no one I work with is listening to this. But there, um, <laughs> the people who cue Foley. Sometimes don't really understand what we can do. I mean, they'll yeah. uh, and they're wasting our time. And time on the Foley stage is expensive. Uh, yeah, I'll bet. So um, they'll cue us in way early, and, and you know we'll get the streamer, and it's go. Yeah. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. There he takes his first step <laughs> instead of you know the streamer first step. You know what? Yeah, I get you. So uh, and there's a lot of things where. That'll cut to a character, and they'll see that, and they'll cue it fully. But the he's not doing anything. It cuts uh, to him standing there. <laughs> so we've just wasted time there. You so should, if, if you ever want to dick with the filmmaker, just put in a fart. Then, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. like, well, it's usually, fully. usually the people that get our work when we're done aren't the people that cued it. Oh, okay. Oh. Not necessarily. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> So yeah, that's probably not doable. Yeah, we don't. That's uh, yeah, we don't. <laughs> I've been busted a few times. <laughs> eh, it happens, I'm yeah. sure. One thing you said is why you're optimistic for the future of Foley is this is very hard to replicate digitally. So Lalo, I want to come to you first mm -hmm. because this is a theme in the movie. You talk about the origins of Foley and how it sort of arose, mm -hmm. both out of radio and sort of by accident. 
right? Mm-hmm. You know, with, with everyone looking to cut costs and more and more things in our society going to, you know, the digital side, what do you see after making this film as the future of Foley? Will it persevere? Will it be different? Will it still be the same 20 years from now? Um, I think Foley will always be there, you know, for especially w- for big feature films, you know. And TV, maybe maybe sure. they will cut a little bit with the budget, you know. But probably it will be the same, but probably the gadgets, you know, maybe a screen, you know, uh, uh, some glasses that you, you wear that, a headset, you know, that you don't have to be tied up with the screen, you know, and, and right. maybe microphones that are more sensitive, you know, I don't know. But the art is, is going to be the same. It's mm. organic. It's manipulating props to make the sound effects, you know, so yeah. I, I, I see that in the, you know. From that glass that separates the the Foley mixer from the Foley uh, artist has mm-hmm. changed so much, you know. Really? The, 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 now they can cue, they can punch in, you know. And and back in the day, Foley artists they had a little more time in between breaks. Back in the day, they had rolls, film rolls, and they have oh, yeah. they have to rewind. And then <laughs> and now they everything is digital. Boom, boom, they're in their feet like twenty four seven, you know. Yeah. Greg, your thoughts on, on the future of Foley? I, I agree with Lalo for the most part. I do. Um, I think that uh, I'm optimistic. I think Foley will be here in some aspect for a, for a, a long time. The, what, what I think the factor that might change it is the erosion of what the audience is being taught to accept. Mm. So if we start giving them less and less Foley or less quality Foley and the producers see, oh, you know what? We don't have to spend that much money. We can get away with this or we can get away with digital because you know what? They're they're buying it. No one's standing up and going, what the hell was that? That sounded (laughs) like crap. Right. Um, The more – I think that's what's going to happen. I think that Mm. uh, we get into the future. I think the audience – I think – that the handcrafted art of Foley will be harder to uh, and more expensive to do. Interesting. Okay. Huh. Sort of like furniture making today. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. As that opposed to a hundred years ago. I think that's a really good comparison. When you're watching something on TV or uh, a movie, can you tell when the Foley is shit? Most people can tell when the Foley is shit. Really? Oh, well, um, sure. Okay. Uh, it's There are some classic things that I've seen that are just, like, ridiculous. Like someone bare feet. It's obvious people bare feet, and then I hear shoes. So uh, <laughs> uh, I, I've actually heard that. Do you look, but, do you look up the in the credits? The, the, only thing, the only thing that when I watch a film, I don't – I'm not Mr. Foley critic. Okay. I, 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 that's all gone. I just enjoy the film. Oh, that's great. The only time something will, I'll go, oh crap, that was bad. Is when, if something's really bad, I'll notice it because huh. it's, you know, it's sticking out right. horribly. I mean, you would notice it if it I was gotcha. that bad. Well, it reminds me of, uh, I have a friend who's really into cars, and if a car engine makes the wrong sound in a movie, he's like, car would never make that sound. And he points to Peter Parker's bike in Spider-Man 2 that sounds like a much larger bike. And, and I go, see, I'm not really attuned to that. 
because I, I don't think about engines, but he goes, oh, no, you would. And now when I watch that movie, yeah, his little moped sounds like a Harley, which is not good. You know? It's not good, but there are uh, – same thing with, like, uh, people I know who are really into firearms, and they'll go, well, that's not the sound of that's a not that gun, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know, but, but the thing is, is you have to remember, film is its own reality. Yeah, that's true. You can't compare it to our real lives because if if we made films sound like real life, they would sound really boring. Yeah, that's a good point. I did an interview with a dentist at one point. He knew it was time to retire because he couldn't do it physically anymore. And I go, what do you mean physically? Like what, what on you indicated that you couldn't do it anymore? And it was his thumb on his offhand, not the hand he like drilled or you know did any of the tools with. It was the one that held the mirror. Because from repeated stress, the, the nerves in his thumb had completely worn away, and he had to have surgery on it. I'm curious, as a Foley artist, does it take its physical toll on you? <laughs> There's no question about it. And uh, not just me. but No, I'll I, bet not. Uh, funny you mention this, because right now, voice actors in Hollywood are on strike because of the work they do in video games. Uh, video game voiceover actors... Spent and their hours, their day is four hours long. Yeah. They do nothing but scream and yell, and yeah. uh, it's all like orcs and giant yeah. things and pain and people screaming, getting blown up, blown up, and, blown up and ah, you know, <laughs> right. And so they're they're on strike because they're thinking, oh, uh, this is you know, we're damaging our vocal cords, we're da 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 da. We're, they literally went on strike through um, SAG, demanding, uh, I don't know what. Uh, one of the things they wanted was a bigger piece of the action in the residuals. Well, sure. Uh, but the other thing was they wanted uh, less to not be worked so hard so that they actually damaged their vocal cords. I couldn't help but just laugh at that, <laughs> going, wow, what a bunch of pussies, really. <laughs> right. Because you know what? I've spent the last 30 years pounding the shit out of my ankles, knees. Yeah. Uh, I've had shin splints. I've had surgery on my right ankle twice. I've oh. had uh, surgery on my left knee. Huh. I now have these, uh, when I work hard on feet, especially, I'm going to say it, on video games where we're pounding a lot. Yeah. I know when I go home, I'm going to have cramps. Wow. My legs cramp up massively. Just lock up, both of them, all at once, together. Wow. Top and bottom, front and back. They just don't seize up. Wow. And this is from all these years <laughs> of doing this. Jesus. Do you, I, I mean, so. And I know many other Foley artists have had multiple surgeries one, there's a people with hip, hip replacements, uh, knee replacements. Do you? Uh, is it hard then? Do you do you go in hurt? I mean, do you, is it almost like athletes? Do you do you guys play hurt? I do. Yeah, and I do. Do, do. I mean, how does that affect your performance then? Yeah, it. The interesting thing is when I walk normally, uh, I can feel it. Yeah. But I do footsteps a little differently than most. I keep all my weight on my left, and I do pretty much everything with my right foot only. Okay. So when I get into that mode, because that right foot hovers and is ready to, you know, if you're doing this back and forth, left and right, right. Yeah, yeah. which is really the way everyone was originally taught to do it, your weight is shifting left and right. So if there's something funny happens, you're going to get caught off balance. Yeah, right, right. 
So I did, started doing this one foot thing, and there's some people that say it's no good, but I think I do a really good job. Um, well, 500 plus credits, I, you're probably all right. Oh, thanks. <laughs> but when I the point is, is yeah. when I actually do the foley, it's not that painful. When I go and stop and walk into the next room, then it's starting to hurt. Everyone gets up for the game, you know. When when you're on. It, you know, you think of actors who go out and perform a stage play while they're just dead sick, and they never sneeze on stage. You know, you get a little stage health, a little adrenaline yeah. probably, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a, exactly. And, you know, one of the things I'm dealing with, I talked about the right ankle surgery, and that alleviated the problem completely for a couple of years, and now I have pretty much chronic ongoing right ankle pain. Oh, okay. Pretty much all the time. It's low enough that right. I just... Don't let it bother me, huh. but it's there. Well, it reminds me of uh, another documentary I love called Beyond the Mat. Uh, it's about pro wrestling. came out in the late 90s. And a doctor is talking to Terry Funk, who has been wrestling since the 1960s, you know, saying, on your good knee, you basically need a knee replacement. And he said, can I get around comfortably still if I don't have a, 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 you know, a, a knee replacement? And he goes, you shouldn't be able to get around comfortably right now. <laughs> And, you know, if you've, if you've had a career such as yours, I, I imagine that, that the pain is just something you go, you know what, price of doing business. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, one guy I know that, well, two, two Foley artists I know that had to stop mm. because of um, the physical. The physical. Mm. Wow. That had to be weird. That had to be tough for them. I would imagine. I, 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 could, I, I couldn't imagine. No. It's hard for me to imagine. Um, I'm hoping I'm doing this until I drop. <laughs> On the stage, preferably. <laughs> and, and make sure the mics are rolling. Yeah, you might, as well, you might as well record that body fall. <laughs> let's, let's get a thud. <laughs> Lalo, I have kind of a cutie poo question for you. Mm -hmm. Who did the foley on your film? Uh Marco. Okay. <laughs> what? Bit. There was Foley on a your little film? Bit. A little bit. Oh, my God. But, but it's See, a secret, I... <laughs> and it's out. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. With, with, uh, we did a little bit, but it was more uh, the, the George Lara did the 5.1 mix, okay. and he, he is very, very perfectionist, you know? And then so we were, for example, uh, there's a section that we would go out Foley around the world. We... I went to India to shoot, and there's this flag, the shot of the flag. Yeah. That's Foley because I shot it like it was so yeah, far yeah. away, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get audio up there. And, and then some uh, some stock footage that we got from uh, from, from uh, Germany yeah. uh, that they had no audio. We reproduced everything, you know, like huh. a car, uh, an European car. You can hear the siren in the back. People walking, which is perfect. We just heard a car drive by, like as we're doing this. Exactly, and and he had he had to choose the perfect car, the European and in Germany a German car, you know. Like, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny as I'm watching the film, I'm like, okay, this is a document. Wait, 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 wait. Did he charge you to do that? No. All right. No, no, no. He, he, okay. No, <laughs> right. he, he, he donated his time. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Greg, Good. you're better at because this Because I, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. You're better at this than I am. That's a question that didn't even occur to me. But as I'm watching the film, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, this is a documentary. It's mostly, you know, you're, you're capturing audio. But, you know, and, and you're capturing people doing the art of Foley, which presumably you have mics there for that. But there are some scenes where you're getting out of the car. There's a car door closing. You, you mentioned a flag waving. 
And what's so odd is I'm not generally aware of that, to your point, Greg, when I'm watching a normal film. But when I'm watching a documentary about the art of Foley, I'm going, I wonder what Foley he's using for this film. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of a weird meta thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, really funny. I'm curious, as you started to make this film, I was drawn to make a comparison with another documentary that I love. Mm-hmm. And you brought up voice actors. And it's a documentary called I Know That Voice, mm-hmm. where you know they're talking to the John DiMaggio's of the world and the Jess Harnell's and the Tress McNeil's. And, you know, folks who do voice over for a living and they do all these voices that, you know, did you draw any inspiration from any other documentaries or, you know, was this something that you sort of as as you understood fully, you go, you know what? No, I'm just I'm going to I'm going to go for this uh, sort of out of my own inspiration. A film a documentary, the documentary side by side. It was one of the inspiration, you know, because yeah. we wanted always to have the conflict. It was technology. Right. So we didn't know how to how to 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 incorporate that so but it was mainly the story start you know evolving you know through the film it's about we have a love story we have yeah. a, a partnerships the partner that they've been together for 30 years you know uh we talk about the specifics of fully you know props footsteps and then their tricks yeah and uh and then the future you know well the conflict and the future yeah, and part of the conflict it was the technology. How technology, in a ways, it will threaten the art fully. I, I thought it was really well put together because, from start to finish, it was just it was thoroughly enjoyable to watch. It, like it, it didn't sag at any point for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it it was one of those things where there, as you got into it, and and as you and your colleagues kept sharing more and more about the art of fully, I'm going, wow, this like. There's just even more to this than I thought there would be. And so, you know, to me, my experience was what I imagined your experience as a director was like. Just as you got into it, the deeper and deeper that you realized it went. The rabbit hole, you know. (laughs) Right. Oh, my God. And then, yeah, yeah, it was very, very an amazing uh, experience, you know. This is my first feature documentary. And then what a a way to (laughs) – and these guys, they're so talented. You know, in a way, they're – they are so creative. In a way, they work in a diff- – they do a job, a, a different job every day, you know, yeah. in a way, you know. And they're so creative and uh, – uh, 100%. And uh, it, it, it's a joy to get to watch you guys work. Is there a sound – and th- this, this might be something of a prosaic question for you, Greg. But is there a sound that when it comes up, you go – God, this one's hard to replicate, or just in a vacuum. It, as a rule, is there one that you go, God, I, I, I have trouble with this one. Yes, uh, the one, one thing comes to mind. It comes up often, and every time it does, I go, God damn it, <laughs> I gotta figure this out again. And that's uh, impacting a skull. <laughs> you know, whether it be a baseball bat, then someone did that in your movie, Holy but shit. it's actually a very yeah. difficult thing. Depends. I mean, if it's a comedy, we can get away with murder. Uh, no pun intended. Right. But we... Um, yeah, you can dial up sort of oh, the absurdity can, oh, of it. go great. Make it funny. Have a, almost a, you know, kind of a hollow coconut thing or a pan <laughs> hit or, right. you know... I, I think of the uh, exaggerated splat noises in, in Deadpool. But right. the in, in, in a realistic type of uh, situation or a film that, you know, is... Where you want it to have dramatic impact. Right. Dramatic impact, we can go a little over the top, but if you look, you know, it's a very difficult thing to get right. I mean, okay. first of all, 
I defy anyone. I think someone said in the film, "Well, it sounded just like if uh, you, you know, I hit a skull with a baseball bat." Yeah. I, I'm sorry, but I don't think I've ever in my life heard <laughs> some a real head being hit with a baseball bat. So I really don't know. I don't have anything to go with. But once again, yeah. film is its own reality. Just like um, uh, they do it now, but back uh, earlier, you know, whenever the lightning flashed, they would put the thunder. Well, in real life, that doesn't happen that way. The lightning flashes. Then the thunder thunder, hits. Okay, but in your three or four edits down the line, so you can't, it doesn't make sense. Where's that, you know, so they always put the thunder right with the lightning. Because, again, and we've been trained watching movies to expect to hear that. That's a good point. Also films, you know, hyper-realism, you know, a lot of films, uh, someone touch in the film, uh, uh, someone flipping of a coin, you know. A oh, real yeah. coin, no country for old men. Yeah, yeah, a real coin doesn't make a sound, you know. So you have Actually to does, cre- create yeah. that. <laughs> well, and you would. Never I remember I did uh, I, I did the Foley for Michael Jackson's Thriller video. Wow, oh, well, that was very cool, and we had uh, quite a lot of time to do that. But there was a big in in the full length video of that. There was a big, close, slow motion flip of a coin that comes up to the camera and <laughs> I think they're in some kind of bars or something I can't remember uh, we spent a great deal of time getting that it was the slow motion part that made that difficult but you take the you get the right coin and you flip it right it, you darn right it makes a sound it makes a you know that ding, 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 you know um, yeah and a little bit of, a little bit of wind sound and yeah so it's uh, but every time the Someone's getting hit on the skull with something. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> you know, here we go again. Yeah. Those are to get right, to get it so that, you know, because what, you know, what works for me, it's it's very vague what, what, what it should be. Because, again, we don't have a, a frame of reference. A frame of reference for that. So, you you know, I may love that one and you may go, man, it's too, it's too thin. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there, 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 there was a good crack. So that's, but not that's what I, that's what I, when I, that's what I dread. It's like, well, what, you know, what do I give them? Yeah. Well, do I give them a big over? The, you know. So again, the film dictates the film, right. the scene dictates what, how we approach it. Well, I think about, I mean, you're, you're talking about, you know, a violence. You know, the doing fully for violence, and I, I've forgotten who it is in the film, but whoever did Drive was taking a spaghetti squash. And basically smashing it on the concrete, right. you know, in, in a lot of ways. And as you see her doing that matched up with the film, you go, yeah. I don't know why that sounds right to me. Well, I'll because tell you why so, would I know that? I can tell you a little bit of the science of that. If you take that squash hits mm-hmm. and there's no film reference and you're just listening to that all by itself, you're going, yeah, I don't know. It seems <laughs> small. It seems something. It seems hollow. It's... Uh, or or anything, whether it's a cantaloupe or this or that or whatever, you take that same sound and you put it in sync with picture and play it, your brain puts the two together and says, yes. Your brain wants to put you it together. Your brain wants that to be right. It's telling you okay. that sound is right for what I'm seeing. Okay. It wants to hear something for that. Okay. Does that give you guys some wiggle room then oh, as artists? No, absolutely. 
That's well. That's got to be great and helpful then. Oh, sure it is. Yeah. Wow. You know, <laughs> it's like some some people in the queuing or whatever. You know, I'll be I'll uh, I'll tell you have this bottle and they're you know we're shooting a scene between three of us. Yeah. And they'll shoot your close up, your close up, my close up. They'll do a master shot and we'll run the scene four times. Yeah. All right. I pick up and put down this bottle. I'm angry and I put this bottle down or whatever. But in the final edit of the film. I'm going like this, and we cut away to a close-up of you or a close-up of uh, whatever. Yeah. They don't cue the bottle down. I'm going, we got – your brain, you want to hear – you see this part of it, yeah. and then we cut away. You've and you got, don't hear anything. You've got to have it. You're blue ball in the audience. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. One other thing uh, I want to bring up from the film, and I would call it one of your signature moments in it, Greg, is – you talk about Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and this was such a great story to me because it really speaks to how fully can enhance a film experience in ways you're not expecting. Not, I, I, I hope this is okay with you. I don't want to step on the film too much. But would you mind sort of recounting that story just because I enjoyed it so much? One of the things well, – we did Little Miss Sunshine, and it was actually a very low-budget film. And a movie I adore, by oh, the way. Oh, God, I love that film. When, I, yeah. when we were watching it as we were working on it, I'm going, who did who, – this is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Turns out it was so low-budget that the husband and wife director – Team right. came over and hung out with us because they wanted to see Foley because they were kind of, you know, <laughs> new. Sort of babe in the woods that way. This, this film was brilliant. Anyway, <laughs> the story you're talking about has to do with the um, messed up VW bus. Yeah, the shitty van they the have. The crappy van that's breaking <laughs> and the horn is going on. By the way, the sound editors did a brilliant job with that horn. That had nothing to do with us. Wow. But... <laughs> the timing of when it goes on and off. Oh, it's great. It's perfect. So whoever cut that, kudos. <laughs> well um, played. But they would all have to jump out and push start this van. And it wasn't asked for in the queuing. But I happened to, we because we're working on the van, I had like a car door on top of a car hood. <laughs> and that particular way it was laying there, I happened to walk across and step on it, and it made this... And I went, oh, my God. Oh, 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 I, I, I've got an idea. What an amazing sound. Let Every time they start to push the car, let's put this strained metal creak in to help sell the fucked upness of this yeah. van. And uh, so we put it in. And I, we, I thought it was great. And, yeah. You know. But when we're done with the show, it goes to mix. We don't know what happens. Sure. We're not there. We're not making those decisions. And I happened to see very uh, rare occasion where I went to a theater to see the film that I had done. Right. And it wasn't the first time, but I think it was the second or third time when they're at the gas station and they leave without one of the kids yeah yeah uh and they all With, get in little miss sunshine without yeah, Olive. yeah right and they all get in the gas and they all push down the car and it does it and as it's creaking the audience laughed <laughs> and it was the they're laughing at the the creak helped bring that laugh yeah. that they may not have gotten without that sound effect 
And I was immensely fulfilled because that's a rare thing for us to be able to, on a comedy, to actually add a laugh. Something they didn't write, they weren't expecting, but we thought of something that is going to add a laugh to their film. They should pay us extra for that, I'm just saying. (laughs) Uh, 100%. And it's it's one of those things where – this is where that story in particular made me believe that Foley will never go away because it's only through artistry that comes from unusual places and contributed from spots where you may not expect it that, you know, you enhance an experience and you only get that through humans. Like you can't get a, a computer program to put in an extra little sort of, you know, a little like jab in the ribs right. of something that's funny. Well, to take it a step further – if there was just a sound effects editor handling all the sounds, you're only getting one brain's yeah, interpretation. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that we're on the Foley stage, we didn't do the sound editing. We're just other sound people looking at this from our own perspective. Right. So it's it's one of those things where you know many heads make it you know a better uh, a better end result. Yeah, that's so awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. We're uh, we're about at time. Why don't you give us uh, the plug? Where can we find Actors of Sound? Where can we find you all? Give us the plugs for uh, anything social media-wise, internet. Um, plug away, gents. Uh, you can visit the website, actorsofsound.com, Facebook, Instagram, Actors of Sound, Twitter, uh, Actors of Sound. Uh, we're going to be, be having a screening tomorrow at 2 p.m., and yeah, unfortunately, this isn't going to air by then. <laughs> and then on Sunday at uh, 1.30 p.m. And hopefully more festivals. So just check it out. If you visit the website, we always update and and, and photos and, and, and more news of festivals. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Greg, anything you want to plug? I'll be at the bar next door. Outstanding. All right. I'll uh, I'll catch you there. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, this was an enormously enjoyable film. I, I'm so privileged to get to have watched it. I think Foley is fantastic, and more people should learn more about it. I wish you guys more continued success. Thank you very much. It was this a Thank lot of so fun much. doing this. You know, I've done a few podcasts. Yeah. You're really good at this. <laughs> really good at what you do. I'll go on, Greg. All right. Thanks, brother. All right. Thank you. That's a wrap on episode 115 of the John of All Trades podcast. Big thank you to Lalo Molina and Greg Barbanel, the director and subject of the Actors of Sound, a documentary about the art of Foley. I don't know about you, I learned a lot, and I can listen to Greg tell me stories about like weird Foley things that he has done throughout his career. I can listen to him all day. Coming up, I got one more from the Denver Film Festival. Am I saving the best for last? Well, that's up to you to decide. If you're a big Parks and Recreation fan, maybe it is the best for last. So, got one coming up next week. Not going to say who it is here, but come back for sure because he's very funny, very warm, and he busts my balls the entire interview. So, place to get the drop on that is Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash pod. You'll be the first to know about brand new John of All Trades episodes. I do teasers every Monday. New episodes typically drop every Wednesday. This week was different. We had two episodes, but, you know, got to highlight the Denver Film Festival. We're also on all the other social media platforms. Not all of them, but, you know, a bunch of them. Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Snapchat, all under the same handle, J-O-A-T-Pod. Stay up to date with John of All Trades on all those platforms. 
I'm out of here for this week. One more from the Denver Film Festival coming next week. It's a good one, so come back here. And until then, say goodnight, Gracie. That's good, Johnny.